Trust for Historic Preservation publishes a list at, toward the end of each year where it announces its latest list of 10 places in peril in the state of Georgia. And history and historic preservation is obviously one of our, uh, our primary mission here at ATL Vault and Atlanta News First. I'm Tim Darnell and we're joined by Wright Mitchell, who is the president and CEO of the Georgia Trust for Historic Preservation. And we did a story last year on a couple of the Atlanta sites that were mentioned in the 2023 list of places in peril, one of which was on Auburn Avenue. That was the site of uh, the former Atlanta Life Insurance Company and you know it's it's place in in black history and and the history of black business in Atlanta and right you know I'm, I'm looking at a couple of the places here on the 2024 list and I've seen one or two in in inside the city limits of Atlanta and a couple of others that I wanted to talk about but let's talk about you know, this historic Atlanta Constitution building in downtown. How many people do you think pass by the building or or know where it is and have seen it and its current condition and had no idea of the incredible journalistic history that that building once housed? How, tell us about that building. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for having me on, Tim. I appreciate it and appreciate the work y'all do to highlight Atlanta's history uh, through your various um, your various uh, platforms. Um, so, yes, the Atlanta Constitution Building, it's I'm sure plenty of people have passed by it and wondered what's going on with it because it's been vacant for 50 years. Um, but it was originally the home to the Atlanta Constitution. It was built in 1947. It was uh one of the first uh, art modern buildings in Atlanta. So it's architecturally significant uh, for that reason. Of course, it's also historically significant because of its you know, connection to the Atlanta Constitution and Ralph McGill and all of the great work that the Constitution did. Um, after the Constitution merged with the journal, they outgrew that space uh, and Georgia Power uh, moved in in approximately 1955. And Georgia Power occupied the building until about 1972 um, when they moved out, and it's been vacant ever since. Um, but it's you know significant architecturally. Uh, it's one of the earliest examples, like I said, of the art uh, modern uh, style in Atlanta, and it is uh, historically significant because of its connection to the Atlanta Constitution and Georgia Power and those business institutions. Uh, and also its its location is is significant because it sits in what's called the heart of downtown area, which is very near where the uh, zero mile post was, which was the uh, terminus of all of the railroads that came in and out of Atlanta. And of course, Atlanta was called terminus before it was called Marthasville, Marthasville before it was called Atlanta. So it is, um, you know, significant for a number of reasons. Why do you think it's been vacant for five decades? 
Uh, that's a good question. You know, there have been various attempts over the years to develop that property. It was owned by the city of Atlanta for some time. Um, the city of Atlanta sold it, uh, Invest Atlanta sold it to a development group, Pope and Land, in 2017. Um, and there was a, uh, you know, development plan uh, to rehabilitate the building. And then there would be kind of an annex building with affordable housing that has not materialized. The building remains to uh, remains vacant, um, boarded up, and derelict. And you know what we're trying to do is one draw attention to the lack of progress um, there at the Constitution Building, um, but also to draw attention to that area of downtown in general. Uh, as you may know, the South Downtown project uh, recently collapsed. Um, so that area of downtown, the heart of downtown. Uh, really is um, the historic buildings down there are are threatened, not just the Constitution building, but but also the buildings that are on Hotel Row and the buildings that would have been part of the South Downtown Project. The South Downtown Project, and and I want to help our, our viewers and listeners, in relation to where the zero mile post is, where in relation, let's say, is all of this this area in relation to say five points yeah so the the five points marta station kind of sits um about where the zero mile marker was um, and the constitution building is on alabama street which i don't have a map in front of me but i believe it's a little bit south and west of there um and the south downtown area uh would be all, all of that is within you know several blocks uh of the constitution building and they're all in that general area very near to uh five points so we're um is it safe to say this is around the same area where underground atlanta is yes ab absolutely underground atlanta um you know what's a lot of people call the gulch that you know the federal building it's all in that general area right there but that you know that really historically was the center of of downtown atlanta you know atlanta was not obviously <laughs> nearly the size that that it is now and didn't even really extend out you know beyond midtown it was all south of midtown in that little area down around five points and we're all familiar with the current uh development or lack thereof regarding underground Atlanta, a lot of that yes. financing has fallen through. What would you like to see in the Atlanta Constitution building? We'd like to see it adaptively reused. Um, you know, there's a lack of affordable housing in Atlanta. And, you know, it's somewhat of a challenge in that, you know, it was used as, you know, a news news offices and then Georgia Power. And it's, you know, there would have to be some interior modifications made, certainly to turn it into uh, loft housing or condominiums. But, um, you know, those con kinds of things are done all over the country. There are plenty of projects that are examples of large commercial buildings being turned into, um, you know, mixed use um, spaces with some component of, you know, condominiums and affordable housing. But I think ideally, uh, it would lend itself to, um, you know, a blend of, of, of um, you know, condominium and affordable housing type development. The other in-town Atlanta property uh, or site that uh, 
is on the 2024 list uh, of places in peril from the Georgia Trust for historic preservation is Piney Grove Cemetery. How many people out there do you think realize that a historic, historic African-American burial ground is in Buckhead of all places? Yeah, you know, I, I lived in Buckhead all my life, and, and I had tried to find that cemetery several times and, and simply couldn't locate it. It was not until I got in touch with um, some of the descendants of the people that are buried there that they were able to direct me to it. Um, but it sits um, on Lenox Road, off Lenox Road, between a little shopping center and the condominium um, development called the Bluffs at Lenox. And it's about 300 burials um, dating back to the 1800s. Some of the burials are almost undoubtedly uh, enslaved individuals. There was a African-American community there called Piney Grove, and there was a church called Piney Grove Baptist Church. And when Georgia 400 uh, was developed, the community of Piney Grove was displaced and the church was torn down and all that remained was the cemetery. Um, it fell into the hands of the developer that ultimately developed the condominium complex that is there, uh, along with um, conditions that the condominium association, the condominium uh, was supposed to maintain the cemetery, which they have not done. The cemetery has been allowed to fall into disrepair. It's inaccessible. It's overgrown. The headstones uh, have been damaged, broken knocked over by uh, falling trees and debris. There's trash that's been piled up in the cemetery. Um, descendants of individuals buried at the cemetery have formed a friends group to try and work with the condominium association to clean up the cemetery. Um, the condominium association has been resistant to those efforts um, and which, which led to uh, us placing the, the site on our our places in peril due to the fact that um, one, it's it's you know the condominium association has allowed it to to get it to to become uh, inaccessible, and two have thwarted the efforts of the descendants to um, to use, maintain, and enjoy the cemetery. Why do you think there's been such resistance from developers and condo associations? This is yeah, by all first glances, this is an incredible part of Atlanta's history. And yeah, you're saying it's inaccessible, blocked off. Why do you think there has been resistance to uh, to these kind of efforts to clean it up and and sort of make it more for? Yeah, I mean that that's something that that you'd have to ask the condo association. I can't, I can't speak for them. I don't know what their, what their motives are. Um, you know, certainly we uh, at the Georgia trust working with the friends group um, have tried to uh, mediate a solution with the uh, condo association. And um, you know, those efforts failed. The condo association uh, has said that they intend to simply uh quote unquote, maintain the cemetery in its natural state, which means not to maintain it at all. So that's, you know, left the friends group with with really no options uh, at this point, but to you know raise awareness of what's going on there and 
uh, you know, a big part of that's going to be trying to one gain the access they need to the cemetery so they can uh, clean it up. Uh, and two, it's going to require significant funds. Um, you know, it's it's a fairly big site, um, and it's it is you know completely overgrown uh, with vegetation and fallen trees and trash and things of that nature. It's not going to be an insignificant amount of money to get it cleaned up. What would you like to see happen? Well, I'd like to see the condominium association, um, you know, honor its obligation to maintain the cemetery um, is what I'd like to see first and foremost. Um, but, you know, failing that, uh, the, the condominium association needs to allow the descendants and members of the public, it's a public cemetery, um, to access a cemetery, to engage in cleanup efforts and restoration efforts. We're talking about Piney Grove Cemetery in Atlanta, which is a historic African-American burial ground. And then the final place I really wanted to touch on for both uh, journalistic and personal reasons is Hog Hammock on Sacramento yes. Island. Yeah. Uh, been to the Sapelo many times. It's one of my family's favorite places to go. And recently here on Atlanta News First, we covered a lot of the uh, rezoning uh, efforts that took place among the McIntosh County Board of Commissioners to allow larger uh, property densities on Sapelo Island in the historic community of Hog Hammond. Yeah. Give us a history of Hog Hammock on Sapelo Island. Sure. So Hog Hammock is um, a, a, a hummock is, if you look up the definition of it, it's kind of a raised, and I and I did this. It's, you know, there's some debate whether it's hammock or hummock. I was calling um, it hammock, but, you know. Yeah, you know, the residents um, refer to it as hummock, H-U-M-M-O-C-K. So that is what we went with. But a hummock, and it makes sense because if you look it up, a hummock is a raised um, dry patch of land in a marsh. Um, so it would make sense that, you know, people would have settled on a raised, you know, patch of land in a marsh. But the, the history of Sapelo Island is that, you know, it was originally owned by the uh, R.J. Reynolds uh, tobacco family. And um, subsequently, a, a developer purchased most of it. And, and when they did, they... Um, relocated the Gullah Geechee people that were living on the island. Of course, there were uh, Gullah Geechee people all throughout the Georgia coast uh, who had you know, were descendants of, of enslaved individuals that worked on the plantations down in that area. Um, it, it, interestingly, um, when Sherman issued a field order that reserved the Sea Islands of Georgia to um, the African-Americans uh, in the area to live on exclusively. That field order was uh, subsequently rescinded somehow. But but at any rate, many of the African-Americans who had worked in on the plantations in coastal Georgia ended up settling on Sapelo and, and, and other uh, Georgia sea islands. But on Sapelo specifically, when the developer purchased the land, the Gullah Geechee uh, residents were relocated to Hog Hammock, and they have lived in Hog Hammock for decades in um, kind of a protected uh, sense in that the zoning uh, regulations uh, protect their ability to reside in single, you know, kind of single story 
uh, story and a half homes that are limited to 1400 square feet. And, um, you know, historically that's, you know, that, that zoning has been in place to prevent uh, people buying up the land around them and building big vacation homes that drive up land values, uh, which in turn drive up property taxes, which in turn displace indigenous residents. So what's happened in Hog Hummock is that McIntosh County, after decades of, you know, acknowledging and protecting that community via zoning protections has passed uh, a zoning ordinance that would uh, double the size of an of a home from 1400 to 3000 square feet and allow a home to be built up to 37 feet high so dramatically increasing the size of the home that can be built in hog hummock which in turn you know creates the possibility that you know those homes uh in that land will be start you know people will start using them for uh, vacation homes wealthier individuals will build homes there which will drive up land values, which in turn will drive up property values. And that, you know, has the, um, has the, uh, you know, undesirable um, effect of forcing, you know, making it, um, you know, the the folks that have been living there for their, for generations can no longer afford to live in their homes because they can't pay the property taxes. So, the the really interesting thing about Hog Hummock, and I'm glad you brought it up, is because there's a you know direct link between Hog Hummock and Piney Grove, and and of course the the correlation is the way that African Americans have tr- traditionally been treated when it comes to land ownership. Um, you know, African Americans have have struggled with this sort of problem historically. You look at what happened with Piney Grove, which was Georgia 400. Uh, came through and all of those residents were displaced. And there were, you know, numerous neighborhoods throughout Atlanta where the same thing happened. It was either the city or the county wanted a park or they wanted to put in a highway and they would go to the, you know, most marginalized areas of town and they would uh, simply buy up the property or use eminent domain and 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 run everyone out. So you've got a historic example of what happened at um at Piney Grove, and now you've got a modern day of example of how it's happening. The same sort of thing is happening now on on Hog, at Hog Hummock. Do you believe that with the changes in the zoning regulation from the McIntosh Board of Commissioners, that Sapelo Island would ever be in the danger of being overdeveloped? So much of the the island is marsh. And Beach, uh, of course, the U- University of Georgia has its Marine Institute on one end of the island. Hog Hummock is sort of on the the other end of the habitable part of the yeah. of the island. Will we ever see a day where Sapelo just becomes another Jekyll Island? Yeah, I mean, I think probably the closest correlation might be what what happened not in Georgia, but with Tafuski Island and South Carolina. Um, similar Gullah Geechee population, uh, lots of overdevelopment um, with Hague Point, um, and uh, you know there was a there was a large hotel there for a period of time. But you know, I think you know certainly the possibility exists um, that that the island could be developed to the point that 
um, it's simply not feasible for the indigenous Gullah Geechee people to remain there. And that, you know, that's happened on other islands um, throughout the Gullah Geechee corridor. And that's certainly a, a possibility on Sapelo. And it would be uh, a real shame because Hog Hummock is the most intact Gullah Geechee community remaining in Georgia, just in terms of the number of, of residents who, who are living there that are directly descended from the original Gullah Geechee, um, Gullah Geechee folks who lived on the island. Wright Mitchell is the president and CEO of the Georgia Trust for Historic Preservation, who has an organization that has just released its 2024 annual list of 10 places in peril. Final thoughts. What... Uh, why should Georgians and, and Metro Atlantans, many of whom were not born and raised here as or spent the majority of their lives here as you and I have, why should our viewership and listening audience pay attention and be concerned about historic preservation in Georgia? Yeah, it's a very good question. I mean, you know, Georgia certainly does have, especially Atlanta, a lot of transplants. Um, but I think that, you know, historic, you know, the historic fabric of a community gives it its sense of place. And and I think most people, regardless of, of where they're from, want to live in an area that has a sense of place. Um, you know, it, it, they don't want to live in uh uh, you know, kind of a of a, a a place that lacks character and uniqueness and architecture and um, historic preservation has all of those things in in spades. And so, I think it's, it's important, you know, for people who aren't from here to understand that, you know, Georgia uh, and you know Atlanta specifically, our neighborhoods um, are are enjoyable to live in simply because they've. Uh, many of them, if you look at Ansley Park or if you look at Inman Park or Grant Park or, you know, Cabbage Town, all of those, um, all, all, Reynolds Town, all of those areas have been protected, you know, by 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 utilizing some means of historic preservation. And that makes Atlanta who we are and it makes uh, Georgia who it is as a state. And if we lose that, then, you know, then, then we've lost our identity. And at History Dots, indeed, give us all a sense of, of identity. Thanks to Wright Mitchell, who is yeah. president and CEO of the Georgia Trust for Historic Preservations. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening to this edition of ATL Vault here on Atlanta News First and AtlantaNewsFirst.com. Thank you for having us on.